Ah, that's much better, yeah. I love it. Uh, Philip Malloy now, I have to introduce him for the second time. He joins us now. Movie re- movie reviews. Uh, are there man- there's many new movies out? No, no, not a huge amount. The best one, George, is Steve Jobs. And Steve Jobs is, well, Steve Jobs stars Michael Fassbender uh, and Kate Winslet. And it's, uh, it's written by Aaron Sorkin. And it's the best writing that I've seen from Aaron Sorkin since The Social Network. It's first class. Sorkin is the fellow who did uh, uh, West the West Wing. Wing. West Wing, yeah. Right. And uh, the thing with Jeff Daniels. Yes. And, and anybody sort of, well, you know, newsroom. And people might be, might sort of have been disappointed in the newsroom and might have been sort of put off. Well, if they are, have a look at this. He's back. He's back with, with sort of great force, I think. This is the story um, of, it's a, it's a uh, an impressionistic sort of um, uh, view of, uh, of Steve Jobs and it's 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 basically told at three launches he's launching first of all the Mac in 1984 then there's a second launch and then the iMac the third one so and then it's told sort of backstage at these launches all kinds of people come into his life and he has rows and and we see the genius and we also see the um the human side, the very fallible human side of this guy. It's incredibly well done, very well acted. They're talking about Oscars, obviously, and they're talking about Fassbender uh, being certainly been in the running for a Best Actor Oscar. So uh, I'd recommend it highly, I have to say. All right, okay. But uh, you've news I, of uh, Maggie Smith. Yeah. Uh, I, I was watching her in Downton Abbey. Uh, she's hale and hearty, that's for <laughs> sure, she, isn't she? No, she is. How old is she? She's 81, isn't she? 81. And is she doing, like, I mean, the whole world watches Downton yeah. Abbey, so everybody knows her now. Yeah. Uh, I, I thought the script gave her less opportunity for kind of a you yeah, must be joking you're dead right yeah I mean she she was off uh, travelling around the world I'm told not to by the producer not to give too much away uh, because Irish people don't view it apparently until midweek yeah but um, uh, uh, it's she, she had gone off on a trip around the the, the world and now this was but even when she's on screen like she is not uh, like she had some great lines yeah, I thought in the she, early series yeah. you know yeah. I, I, I was surprised to learn I saw her on the Graham Norton program she was very good she was very droll and uh, she actually admitted on the Graham Maria she, she's never watched an episode of Downton Abbey uh, so there you go. But anyway, she's uh, as you say, she's eighty-one. She has a movie out this week called *The Lady in the Van*, and *The Lady in the Van* is a true story, and it um, it's about this this woman uh, who actually trained for years as a concert pianist, and apparently she was very very talented. She had a breakdown and she was put into a convent, and uh, after a while she was kicked out of the convent because she was too disruptive. And any the, the, the movie starts. The movie is based on a stage play, and it was also a, um, a radio play um, and now as I say it's a film and it's 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 about this woman she lives in a van she's a, basically a bag lady she lives in a van in Camden Town in London and uh, she draws up at the the driveway of this sort of biggish house uh, at one stage and she drives into the driveway and she's supposed to be only staying there for I think three months but she's still there 15 years later and the driveway and the house is owned by Alan Bennett the playwright so a uh, Bennett actually recounts the relationship that he had with her. Now, it's a, it's, a, it's a showcase, basically, for her acting talent. And she's very, very good in it. There, there isn't much more to it, but she's great in it. All right. Um, the the uh, 
but she's not up for an Oscar now, aren't they? Well, like no, that? well, I, I, uh, for this, well, you think the, she could be up yes, for this? Yes, yeah, this is the way the English media tend to go, George, and uh, she uh, they're touting her at the moment as an Oscar prospect. How and many Oscars did she win? She, she won Miss Jean Brody. And uh, she won uh, California Sweep. Remember California oh, Sweep? Oh, yeah. In which she, uh, Michael Caine and her were very, very good. Uh, so uh, there's that. She's, if, if she was to win, she'd probably be the second oldest to win. I think Christopher Plummer won for a film called Beginners, and he's 82. And um, then remember Jessica Tandy, who did Driving Miss Daisy? Yeah, of course. Uh, lovely actress, George Burns, and uh, he did it for the Sunshine Boys. And that lovely old actor, Melvin Douglas, Remember he, him? I do, yeah. Yeah, he, 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 uh, he... Did he win one when he was old? 79. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. Now, you have a horror movie, so talk about it. I don't well, know. Well, I'll just, briefly, I'll just briefly mention, because it has strong sort of Irish connections, it's called The Hallow, and it's fairly, you know, it's a fairly effective. It's made by an Irish company called Fantastic Films, and there's uh, film board money in it, and it's about this British cons- conservationist and his wife and child who uh, move into a mill house in the west of Ireland, and they're warned off, uh, as usually happens in these horror films, they're warned off, but they refuse to pay attention and uh, uh, there's all kinds of uh, uh, horrible um, creatures in the woods next to the house so it's about the effect of the fight between the two of them basically uh, it starts off fairly slowly uh, but in the second half of it there's a you know a fair quotient of shocks so uh, it's worth seeing if you're into horror movies now we, we got a huge letter from a listener yeah an yeah. extraordinary letter <laughs> do you want to comment on it first of all I'll read it out I'll read it out okay well, hold a while now. Yeah, yeah. First of all, and it's a question I often wonder myself, when he's looking at a movie, it says Universal Studios and then Beacon Films Limited and then Working Title Limited yeah. and all these sub-companies. Yeah. He asks, what does this mean? Well, they all put money in. Yeah, m- mostly, yeah, yeah. Or they will have been involved in the project at a certain stage, and then they will have passed on. And as the project grew, uh, they would bring in someone else. They would bring in maybe, you know, a, a more experienced production company or whatever. Um, but that's the way it goes. One of the things, obviously, George, in the 30s and 40s and 50s, um, uh, film studios in Hollywood, they made their own movies, big and small. They made their own, like Republic Pictures would have been a small one, MGM more stars than there are and the heavens would have been the uh, one of the, the biggest one and uh, they made their own movies but all that has changed now it's um, uh, there's there's n- n- very few apart from say uh, say movies or s- film studios that have uh, that have franchises that have big and successful franchises like Disney with Star Wars and, and so on um, Apart from those, uh, a lot of movies. I, I, uh, we mentioned, say, The Martian a couple of weeks ago. Okay, The Martian uh, was acquired. A book of The Martian was acquired um, by 20th Century Fox for a producer called Simon Kinberg. Simon Kinberg makes the X-Men stories, the X-Men films for 20th Century Fox, and they want to keep him happy. They want to keep. So they get they they bought it for him. Him and a partner in a film a company called Genre, Genre Films. Uh, they developed it and then they brought Scott Free which is Ridley Scott's company in and um, because Matt Damon who has his own production company wanted to work with Ridley Scott he came on board as the star so that's the way the, these All things right. come together. Now uh, just interesting mentioning Scott yeah. um, 
I was watching. Uh, I can't get near the television these days. Oh, I can't, <laughs> can't get near. Well, she's watching twenty four hours in A and E. She's watching. She the, loves those kind of programs. She, she's watching the Australians peering inside people's suitcases at customs. She's watching the deadliest catch. Then she's watching the thing. There's this odd couple. No, I shouldn't say odd couple. The little couple, and they're both like. Um, uh, uh, challenged in terms of height, height so yeah. they're like three yeah. foot six so yeah. vertically challenged and they're a couple she watches that so eventually I get to the telly about 10 o'clock so now I have a challenge between I can't watch a complete movie because I fall asleep how many tellies have you got in the house yeah but I won't I want a telly that is 46 inches <laughs> that is co- I have a comfortable <laughs> seat and I'm near the coffee pot now yeah. here's the point Tony Scott, he's dead now, yes? He's committed suicide, yeah. The spy game with Robert yes, Redford. I like it, and, and Brad Pitt. Well, you liked it? I, I quite liked it, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, he's, I, did you not like it? No. And I have to say... And how did you get near the television to watch it then? I, 10 o'clock at night. <laughs> so I had to watch it over four <laughs> nights. Well, I, well, that's no way to watch it anyway. Exactly. But Con- anyway, that, that, that letter that we talked about a minute ago, that was uh, from Justin Maloney. And he also said that he'd like to defend Roger Moore as James Bond. Four of the seven films were excellent. Uh, he has them in capitals... Uh, uh, the Man with the Golden Gun is one of them anyway The Spy Who Loved Me is the other one and in particular he said I believe that Octopussy is the best ever James Bond film now that's a big thing to say uh, and I, I have to say I, I disagree with it completely being a Sean Connery fan um, I would pick out at least four uh, Connery movies that are better than anything that uh, more alright listen Connor from Cork saw Spectre the other night terrible ham-fisted script was it? Well, I was disappointed in it, I have to say. Um, uh, it, it but it had split audiences, yeah. apparently, yeah. in Britain. Half think it's great one and of, half yeah, think well, it's Well, But one of the terrible. things is the one we keep coming up with. Two hours, 28 minutes. It's too long. Okay, oh, oh. And as well, one of the things they do, George, is they splinter the villain in three. So there's three different villains in it. So it, they, they lose the sort of dramatic impact that the villain in a movie like this should have. Uh, I was—I have to say—I was disappointed in it. What about um, Steve Jobs? Martin says was actually a flawed character. He suggested. Oh, very. And very. does the movie no, no, bring no, no, that, that, that head on? It actually treats that in him head on. He was a genius, obviously, sort of with you know for his talents on, on computers and so on. Uh, but he was a very, very ta- a flawed man in terms okay. of his relationship with his daughter and uh, the people who worked with him. And this woman, Joanna Hoffman, who's played by Kate Winslet in the movie. And she she's referred to as his work wife, but she's his assistant, and he treats her fairly roughly as well. All right, listen, um, somebody's just got on to the good wife and has been blown away by how good it is. Well, so they've got about two. Not listening to this program. Then. Yeah, but they've about two hundred and twenty episodes to go. Yeah, he's just finished orange. Is the is orange? So now he's looking for another. Well, uh, he's that, looking for another I, series. Okay, um, uh, a couple of weeks ago, um, I bought uh, that. I bought the box set, the first box set of that thing, uh, Madam Secretary, which is about a Secretary of State in the United States. 
States. And my wife thinks it's the best thing she's ever seen. Uh, I quite like it as well. It stars an actress called Tia Leone, who's quite good. Uh, but it deals with all the issues in the day of the day, George, like this Syria, like the Middle East problems, uh, like ISIS and stuff like that. And it deals with them in terms of uh, of their relationship with American politics. And also then it brings her her family. She's married to a professor of college, but actually a professor of religion, and she has three kids. Okay. So there's but that and the... Uh, somebody is saying Brook- we should be going to Brooklyn, not Spectre. Well, can't, can't you go to both of them? Well, is Brooklyn any good? Yeah, we talked about it last week. It's uh, it. I, I wasn't I, here last no, no, week. Okay. I know we, you we, didn't noticed, miss we, me. Know, we noticed. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, at the centre of it is um, is your pal Saoirse Ronan, and she gives a wonderful performance. Yeah. She really sort of comes of age in this movie, George. And you know what it's about? It's based on a Colm Tobin book about this uh, this young woman uh, going to America and how she um, how she is, how she feels about it, how she's homesick first of all. As an Irish girl, yes, an Irish right, girl okay. who's played, and she gets a job. Uh, this this Irish priest played by Jim Broadbent. She he gets her a job in a department store, uh, but it takes her a while, and then she has to come back. And it's about this girl, uh, basically caught between two cultures and two men. And uh, it's very well done. Listen, there's a film opening in Cork this weekend. Um, Fading Away film is premiering this Saturday in Cork. Do you know when? I haven't seen it? it except that the Cork Film Festival is on, so I presume it's part of that. All right. I was around when the Cork Film Festival started. started. Yeah. yeah. Uh, listen, Oinyakar in Kiltimach, County Mayo. Does Philip know black and white western where a dumb young girl, dumb as in uh, can't speak, yes. mute, yes. Uh, falls off a cliff and gets her voice back? She saw it in the 70s, Anya says. What the hell is that? She's black and white, she said. That's a struggle to get that one, isn't yeah, it? Yeah. And she knows she's nothing else, Anya. If you have nothing else, no other clues. And, and Craig, Craig is no good, is he, as Bond? Ah, I wouldn't dismiss him like that now, George. I mean, to an awful... Finton says he's no Bond. He's no Bond. Yeah, yeah. I I, I knew John Kennedy and you're no John Kennedy. That's right. (laughs) (laughs) That was great, yeah. Lloyd Lloyd, uh, Benson debating against... the, your man, the dozy vice president of Bush. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, who couldn't spell potato. <laughs> That's right. I knew. Yeah. I, knew uh, I drove down the Lloyd Benson Highway in Houston once. Uh, none the match the Sopranos, all these series. Uh, no, no, no. Ta- I mean, you're talking about the top of the heap with the Sopranos. Uh, I think The Wire is up there with that as well, but there are very few others in, in okay. that. Uh, Saturday night, you don't have me, but you do have Kate Winslet. No, I don't have Kate Winslet, sorry. Um, uh, but we have we have a very very strong lineup. We have two directors, um, and in fact, we'll have four four guests, and they're all very very interesting. That's the picture show at six o'clock. Um, provided providing there isn't any rugby. Well, oh, God, I hope there isn't. <laughs> they haven't told me yet if there is, George. <laughs>